All right, guys, duck season is coming up quick, fast, in a hurry. Get your coffee fix at dirtyduckcoffee.com. Use code TEXASOUTDOORS for 15% off your order at checkout. As John said, season is here. If you're looking for some pretty cool apparel, some drip, head over to foulfollower.com and use discount code BTO, as in Big Texas Outdoors, at checkout. And that'll get you 15% off your first order. Be on the lookout for some pretty cool drip coming from them too. Oh yeah, for sure. We're coming at you from the lodge at Pipkin Ranch. If you guys are looking for a venue to host any sort of event, such as a wedding or an employee outing, be sure to check them out on Facebook at the Lodge at Pipkin Ranch. All right, guys, welcome back to yet again another episode. (laughs) (laughs) I got choked up. (laughs) If you can't tell, this is a Second episode <laughs> to a first sitting. But. I'm only here for part. Hey, you're not here. allowed to touch the table. That was a rule. <laughs> Welcome back to the Big Texas Outdoors podcast. Uh, we have Robert Brewer. Welcome. <laughs> and Ethan Doll Tree. Doll, what's up? Tree. What's up? What's up? Doll. So these guys are fresh in from. North Carolina. Oh, we're not fresh. Okay. He's Yo, been on his second duck hunt right now. Man. Okay. This ain't my second. He is well seasoned. He's a seasoned well veteran. Seasoned. This ain't my second. This ain't my first damn gator hunt either. No, no, no. This no, no. might be your second, but it ain't your first time. <laughs> it ain't my first gator hunt, let me okay. tell you. All right, no. All right, all right. So, so where are you from, Ethan? Man, I'm... I'm from the bottom of Georgia. Are you, I'm, a, of I'm so far down in Georgia, you could about hit a golf ball over the Florida line. Okay. Yeah, All so right. I'm about 25 minutes above Tallahassee, Florida in Thomasville. Okay. So he's All a golfer. Right. Uh, yeah, we, we actually – We suck. We suck, but we're, <laughs> we're golfers. Not. We do it. <laughs> we go out there. Not well. We're drinkers. Yeah, we're, we're, there you go. We're <laughs> golf cart riding connoisseurs. We're we both just enjoy caddies. the breeze that the golf cart provides to our faces as we're driving yeah. to the next oh, hole or to find There's nothing ball. wrong with that, man. Here you go. That's 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 three quarters of golfing, anyways. He's just nah, man, we just uh, yeah, we sit out there and blame it on the wind every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Dang. it on Ethan for trying to coach me through my shot. Dang that wind! Typically what I do, yeah, you know, that's his fault. I messed that up. So, how long y'all been golfing? I played in high school. Okay. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, I was on a high school golf team. <laughs> I was too. What year did you play? Oh, so y'all been trying to shark each other this whole time. I didn't know y'all he played on the golf team. Uh, I played as soon as I got kicked I off the dome. 07, 08, 08, 09. You're okay. that bad that he didn't know you played on <laughs> No, he's just golf. he's just 32 and I'm 21. Okay. <laughs> a little right. different. I was already squeezing. 08. You were damn. You were you was living in 08. We was going through the recession in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. For real. I mean, I grew, I was a junior in high school in 2008. Yeah, I was uh, I was six years old. <laughs> yeah, dude. You Jeez. really know how to make a man. I was old, geez, uh, peeling <laughs> off my first uh, pubes off my nuts in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Go Diego Go. <laughs> backpack, backpack. And ripping all the legs off my sister's little Barbie dolls. Jeez. There you go. I 2008, I was a sophomore. I think so. You're 31. Yes. Okay. I'm 32. Yeah, okay. Y'all, y'all got doing y'all doing way too much mathematics right it's now. It's really not that hard. And you call yourself a businessman. I'm 29. <laughs> okay. Y'all Hi. figure it the rest out. I'll be Hi. 30. Yeah, if in you're November. 32, <laughs> and that's 30. You were a freshman when I was a senior. 
So in, in 1995? In 2000, dude, I'm a slap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a whack. The absolute whack <laughs> out of you. I was born in 1993. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So born you, in 93, I got the tattoo. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, y'all have made the migration down here to Texas. Yeah. For a, for a few days. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So, everybody that's listening right now, we've obviously got to assume that they've just listened to the most previous episode. Bless that, you. That, that we may, just maybe, talked maybe about. I've, but so, how did you two guys get connected? That's a great story. Can I can I start that? You can, can start it. You can okay. start it. You tell your side, and then I'll tell my side. Yeah, they're two different sides. Okay. And then there's the truth somewhere in between. Those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's his his and the truth. Um. Okay. So, uh, this was probably 2020, 2021. Late twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. And um, so the business really took off in November of 2020. We launched uh, Kudakis Maximus Volume 1. So we took a coot and we put a coot on top of a pile of bush light cans and we gave them a big-ass gold chain, some gold leg bands, and we put an American flag in the background. Okay. And that shirt, Kudakis, we built that character. And, like, he he is, like... American to the bone. Yeah, he's the founder of Combat Warfowl, basically. I mean, he's like the little coot founder. You know? he, he's the George Washington basically. of Combat Warfowl. I mean, he did cross the Delaware. We have a shirt right now. It's called Continental Kudakus, and Kudakus is crossing the Delaware. There it is. <laughs> the George Washington. He's like he Don Knotts, 50 faces of everything. Yeah, dude. He's he's literally like a chameleon, but actually he's a coot. So. Okay. A anyway, coot, so. A coot million. A coot million. Yeah, so. There we go. He, uh, so Kudakis started everything, and then it was spring of 21. That's when it happened. So we come out with uh, Kudakis Maximus Volume 2, which was a coot riding a great white shark like it was a wakeboard. This is where I get to pick up the story. No, I haven't started. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, no, we're you, good. No, you no said. Problem. All right, all right, you tell your side. You tell yeah, your side. you told me I'd get to tell okay, my side. Okay. Right, right. This is your side. Yeah, it's my side. Stay away. This side's a lot. Uh, so... We came out with that shirt, and um, Ethan had seen it. Excuse me, Daltrey had seen it, and uh, Daltrey, Daltrey, well, well, uh, he had sent, <laughs> he sent, uh, he sent us a message, and he was like, ah, "That's a cool shirt," or whatever, and um, and then I was like, "Man, like, let me get you one," you know, like we were, we were just our business had. I'm not even joking with you. Like our business probably quintupled overnight November of 2020. Like, it was nuts. Like, we went, thought we were doing something, and then that happened, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't been doing anything. We haven't been doing nothing. And then I, I look back <laughs> I look back on that month. Like, I'll, I'll go into, like, our, our back end, and I'll look into analytics and stuff, and, I, like, I look at that, and I'm like, and then, like, we just, you know, every time that we do something, I look back and I'm like, man, I thought we were doing something then. We really did something now, you know. Anyway, so I said, like, we'll we'll get you one, whatever. Me and him got to talking. <clears throat> I sent him some shirts and and we were like, well, let's. I, I really want to put like an event together, you know. And so we put an event together in Panama City, and we did. It was like a truck show concert. It's <laughs> a whole ordeal. And uh, so we go down there and we do this. So there was like a team. Right, there was like six, five or six. At least six. six yeah, six people. 
probably. And we'd been traveling around like before I talked to Robert. Like we all this knew my each other side. and had been doing this. Is this is my side. I'm just letting, this giving him the run of it. Just the run down. <laughs> Holy quack. <laughs> um, dude. Uh, yeah, so we had this event and... I mean, within so first off, he was probably the most communicative of all of of all of them. And then we got to this event. He was nineteen years old at this point. Eighteen. Eighteen. I just turned nineteen. He ju- yeah, okay, yeah. He's like, been literally. nineteen for two months. He he turned nineteen May twenty ninth, and this was July seventeenth, I think. Some Yeah, something like that. Uh so <laughs> we uh we held this event and like he he was the only first off, he was the only one that was there on time. Um, he helped set up. He be, he he did what he was supposed to do. Like he did what we asked. Like he, he did all of that, right? And like throughout the event, you know, like he was walking around the entire property, communicating with fans and like interacting and like he was he did what he was supposed to do. Like he promoted the event ahead of the event. He did all that, right? And so um obviously like after that, I reached out to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, I don't want this to to stop here, you know? Like, I don't, I don't want to stop here." And so he became an influencer with us for two years, and then um, one thing kind of led to another, and and we'll dig into that in depth, I'm sure, on this podcast. But you know, one thing led to another, and we've we've obviously always stayed in touch, like throughout this whole time frame, but you know, things happened in his life and um, things happened with the business. The business continued to grow and all that. And and then it came to a kind of a place like this spring. And I was like, hey, man, like, like we've joked about this, but I'm for real, like, do you want a job? And he was like, man, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to pray about it. That's literally the first thing he said. He's like, I'm, I'm going to have to pray about it. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Let's 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 do that. Let's table that. You pray about it. Talk to your family. See if that's the right decision for you. And um, if so, like let's do it. And um, he moved up here beginning of May, and he's been full time ever since. And you know, um, I mean, this is obviously like we've spent a lot of time together over the last several years, like trade shows, events all over the country, and um, just I guess getting that opportunity. Um, to get to know him and like see somebody with the same drive and stuff that, that, that I have. Like we, we probably, most people think that we absolutely hate each other. Most of the time <laughs> we, we, we really don't though. Um, and so it, it works, man. Like we're, uh, we check each other really well. And, and as far as like from a business standpoint, personal standpoint, you know, like we, uh, we work well together and, um, and and it just here we are. I mean, we're no, it's just pretty much we're here. But here we are. We're in Beaumont. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we're not in Beaumont. Where are we at? We're 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 technically right now. We actually are in Beaumont. Oh uh, yeah, here we're, we are. We're, we're in Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont just rolls off my tongue. Good. I, it know, sounds I, know. Good. I know. Beaumont. It feels like we're, we're actually closer to Winnie, but technically we're in Beaumont right now. Heck yeah, yeah. Well, so, how did you? He's got what, to tell his side. Yeah, yeah. You've what, got to what's tell your me side? your side of things. Dude, it's your turn to talk. I messed around in 2020, and all my friends they were like, "Bro, you got to download TikTok." And I'm like, "I ain't, I ain't downloading that." Quack. 
Yeah. I ain't downloading that. Just give me like you a know? thumbs up. I'll hit you with it. Yeah, yeah. I ain't downloading it. I ain't downloading it. Well, I played baseball. I played baseball. I was homeschooled actually from uh, my second grade, second grade up to my freshman year in high school. Okay. I was homeschooled. And uh, when I when I decided I wanted to go back to school, I went back for high school. I went back for my freshman year. My dad got sick, passed away from cancer. Okay. Went to school, finished out freshman year, finished out sophomore year, and I transferred to schools. And uh, when I transferred, it was a stupid situation, but I was like, I begged my mama, I was like, look, if you let me transfer to this school, I'll go back to playing back. Because I quit baseball my, uh, my sophomore year after my mm-hmm. dad passed away. I was like, you let me transfer to schools, I'll play baseball again. She was like, all right. So transferred to schools, played baseball. Somehow or another, I transferred during, like, like, right when school ended my sophomore year, like, the day I was supposed to be, like, leaving, I transferred. So my stuff didn't get sent over because school was out pretty much, you know, like, we were done for the summer. But somehow or another, I still ended up being able to play summer ball. So I was playing summer baseball with the school I was moving to. And uh, we, got, we had a rain delay, and we were on our home field, and everybody was like, Daltrey, download TikTok, because – so I was called Daltrey because I played travel baseball growing up. When I played travel baseball, we had three Ethans on the team. Oh, so we I got all you. got called by our last name. I got you. So I was homeschooled. So when I go back to public school, I went back to school to play baseball. That was the only reason why. I went back to play baseball, go to school, do my work, and play baseball. Got you. Well, all the boys I played baseball with called me Daltrey. So all the people at school called me Daltrey. All the teachers called me Daltrey, blah, blah, blah. That was just all my handles on, on social media over yeah. the years. So uh, transferred schools, blah, blah, blah. They were like, yo, Daughter, you need to download TikTok, whatever. I'm like, I'm not downloading it. Well, this rain delay goes on for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And they finally talked me into it. I download it. I go out on the field and I act like I'm a deer. And they act like they shoot me. And it blew up on TikTok. First video I ever posted. Blows up on TikTok, <laughs> dude. Gets like over a million views. Over a million views. Yeah, it was over a million. Got, I think it got ended up around two million. Oh my! I got God. banned on that account a while back, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this video blows that, up, gets a couple million views, it's and this is like you know, this is probably year one or two of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know when did TikTok come out. So I don't either. So I feel like I've had it for the transition three or four from or five musically. Years. Yeah, it was it was like twenty twenty. When this happened, like yeah. this 2019, was 2020, I think okay. is when it started. And I was like, uh, dang, I gained 50,000 followers off of it. I had 50,000 followers, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, I made one video, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, all right, guys, this TikTok, it ain't. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at this whole TikTok, you know? And, uh, hell, I didn't really post nothing <laughs> else. Well, 21 rolls around, and me and my buddy were riding around. First time I ever shot at a duck. We get done. We get done shooting these ducks. I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if we made like a, if like we started posting hunting and fishing videos on YouTube. So I started making TikToks here and there. Like I'd post one here, post one there, and they just made the the feature where you could like stitch a video, mm-hmm. so you could take somebody else's video and then mm-hmm. add something onto it. <laughs> I made a stupid one of those. It blew up. I made another one and it blew up, and it just kept on from there. It was like two videos blew up. Then I'd go, I'd, I'd get like terrible views for like three, and then another one. Blow, but when I'm talking blow up, I'm not talking 50,000 views. I'm talking like 750,000, 800,000 views wow. each time. So it was like, you know, yeah, I, I might post one and then have four or five bad videos, but that was within a four day period also. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like every four or five days, I was posting a video that was getting 
over 500,000 views, it was like, heck yeah, you know. For I, sure. But I was also working a 40-hour job. I was, yeah. I was landscaping at the time. Okay. One thing led to another. Ended up uh, starting doing, started doing carpenter work full time. I grew up around it, so my dad did, was he was a carpenter. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so well, when I got out, I want to move back here. I hire carpenters every day. I hear you. No, I got no, out of still reason. Him. I got <laughs> if you out. You want to move to the mosquito infested <laughs> south? That's Texas. combat water doll tree. Well, if yeah, yeah, yeah. if the uh, if if the internet ever goes down, I'll I'll okay. be sure well, to look for you and hit you up. We don't even need the internet everywhere we go. Like we have. <laughs> individuals i'm talking about a job yeah, well i mean I where, where are they gonna order from robert our storefront yeah dude <laughs> did, you, did you never hear that song when he's like i was standing on the corner selling rap cds and i met a little girl named jan come on man i know i just met the guy outside that's smoking that tumbleweed <laughs> I had to flush him out of here. Get on out of here. You're, get, you're getting a combat water trench coat, and you're going to stand on the corner, and you're going to hustle hats and shirts. Dude, I done set up on a trench coat like three years ago. <laughs> all right, well, you're going to get one with all kinds of pockets that hold hats, decals, stickers, so, everything. So let, me, let me ask you this. Let me take it a little bit further back. So when did you kind of get an interest in, like, the hunting and fishing aspect of things? Man, my whole life. Like, really? From the time, hell, I remember... I barely have any memory of it, but I have pictures and I have all my older relatives to kind of tell me the stories. Mm -hmm. But like two, three years old, they're picking me up by my vest out of ponds where we'd be out there fishing and I'm just jumping in at like two, three years old. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a family deal for you. My dad loved to hunt. He loved to fish. He didn't really have much money growing up or anything like that. Yeah. So he didn't play sports. He didn't, you know really go out or do nothing like that he went to church and <clears throat> he went to church and he hunted and fished and that was that was his thing and uh as he got older like you know he played church softball when he was older and stuff yeah. but as a child that's what he did so when he become a father you know that was what he took what he, what what he, he took, yeah. yeah i mean and he supported my baseball and stuff like that 100 percent. he loved it but he had to learn when i was learning baseball he was learning it too yeah. to a certain degree yeah. because you know he didn't. He didn't grow up doing it either. For he sure. was something new for him. And you know how that is with sports, anyways. Rules and just like hunting and everything else, rules are always changing. Everything is always 100%. changing. But uh, but yeah, mostly, man. From the time I, I grew, from the time I remember being able to walk, I was toting something, gotcha. shooting something. So whether okay. it was a slingshot or whether it was you know a twenty-two, yeah. I was shooting something. Cool. <clears throat> so, I mean. Here you are from Georgia, kind of traveling around. I'm assuming you get kind of thrown in on a lot of these trips with Robert, right? So how, how is that from your, I mean. <laughs> oh, God. What, let me ask you this. Let me, <clears throat> I know y'all have a ton. Tell me about like one of your, one of your trips that stick out to you. Man, it won't be a hunt. That's what I was about to tell y'all. So if you want to be completely honest, this is my first official duck hunt. This weekend. Really? I, this was my first official duck hunt. First time first time on public land hunting. Okay. I guess I've hunted on private land, but it wasn't like, I don't know how to explain it to you. We were in South Georgia shooting wood ducks. Just wasn't a... Which that is, I, I think what Georgia is kind of known for is wood ducks, right? We There's are, not a, we not just, a, we just happened a, to know where these birds were later okay. in the evening. We weren't, you know. It was not, it was it not, was not an educated... Uh, proper 
experience. Gotcha. With yeah. proper equipment. Dang sure was not. Proper Understood. paperwork. I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so as far as, you know, uh, the, the legit hunt, this is my first legit hunt. Okay. First legit duck hunt. Duck hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck hunt. And went out there and we shot birds. What's today? What's today? Wednesday? Tuesday? Tuesday. 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 So we've only been here for a day. Yeah. Well, no, we, this, got here we hunted day. yesterday yeah. and hunted today. Yeah. So we went, we went yesterday morning, we went out public, shot public land and that was just cool. Just getting to experience it. I mean, and I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to – I know a little bit. I know enough to get me by to at least yeah. act like I know something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it was cool getting to actually, you know, 100% be there and watch how, you know, when birds fly in, we're not shooting the first bird that flies in, you know. We're, we're going to yeah. try to – and I knew that. Like, we want to work these birds. Yeah. Or even if they didn't work with us, you know, that was that was the plan. We wanted everybody to be able to shoot. It's not about – it's not a free-for-all. Yeah, 100%. With, whereas, like, in Georgia, you know, we're sitting behind a hay bale dove hunting. <laughs> yeah. We're not – where I lived at, we were not duck hunting like yeah. that. So it was different, but in that – I wanted to shoot, but in that same aspect, you know, it was like I knew that I had more people here. Yeah. Sitting in the same spot trying to accomplish the same goal. And same thing with the day we went and we shot um, – what we shoot? We shot off that levee. Yeah, we we uh, we actually it was it was a unique hide. Um, it was a flooded field, and there was a tree row on the inside of a uh, on the inside of the on field. the inside of the dam. Really? Yeah, it was a there's a dike. It was literally <clears throat> like a dam, like a yeah, a dam dike, whatever. Running around, you know, to travel on and on the inside of that, there was a row of trees, and we sat in the trees. Um, it was super thin shooting out over the field <clears throat> whereas the day before you know we were in the cane you know in the marsh straight mud yeah. boat that's you ain't getting back there unless you have a mud boat yeah but yeah. getting back to your question you know what's my most remarkable oh, you know it's hoping we were going to get past that. with Robert <laughs> it is not it does not have nothing to do with hunting matter of fact my most remarkable trip with Robert well I guess it does have a little bit to do with hunting in 2021, same year we we host that truck meet. A couple months go by, we went up to Canada. It was and not Canada. It was upstate New York. We went up to Canada. Same it was, thing. It was same literally thing. across the water from Canada. Canada. Same I got, same I got, so I got my mind on Canada because we're going. He's talking about going to Canada in what, like a month? Yeah, like October three weeks, 18th. we'll be in Canada. So I'm like, yeah, it, if my passport comes in, I'm going to Canada. <laughs> so gotcha. I've got my mind on Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we went up to Buffalo, New York. Well. It was. I flew to Buffalo. I don't know where we went. We were an we hour were, and a half from Buffalo. Yeah, we were in between Buffalo and Rochester. We were in a Batavia. hole in the wall. We were in yeah, Batavia, so, New York. We go up there, and uh, I'm a 19 year old kid at the time. I wore my hat funny, and the only reason, the main reason I wore my hat funny is because people watched. If I wore my hat to the side, they were gonna get on there and talk junk in the comments. As long as they talking, then my views are going up. Yeah, you know? that's all that mattered to me. <laughs> yeah, like talk because I wear my hat a little bit funny. You think you think because I wear my hat funny, I can't get up and tote a check tomorrow? Yeah, what? Yeah, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, whatever. Um, I go up there, and all his buddies had kind of already outlined me. Had a dang. They were. I was stereotyped as you know your normal duck hunter from. They had preconceived notions that this is a a dumb quack kid that didn't have no business being there. Now this is like, these are all like my best friends that I was in the army with. And I like, obviously before he came, like I talked to him, I talked to, you know, I talked to him about it and I was like, Hey, 
you know, is this okay? Like, can he come? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, like as long as he's respectful, whatever. I was like, yeah, you're not gonna have a problem with that. Like he's, he's not like that, but they had looked him up on social media before that, before he got there yeah. and they, they formed our own opinion Gotcha. at that point. Not only was I there to hunt too, we were dropping, he was dropping a shirt that weekend too. Yeah. So we had to get a bunch so of content. We shooting content while I was there. So it was like, a, you know, it was a double whammy. I was yeah, yeah. there to get a little bit of work in, get a little bit of hunting in, whatever. But, uh, Long story short, and I, I hate to say this with cameras watching, but I got bullied, dude. Like, like <laughs> that's the only way I could that, say that's it. That's part of being the young guy in the dude, group. Dude, no, it, it was not. It, was it wasn't even that. bullied. Okay. It was like, it was like way, way beyond bullying. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, if I knew that every one of y'all right here weren't friends, like, I would have hit the first one I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew I would have got, I would have probably not been found. <laughs> gotcha. I'm out here with, like, a bunch of green berets, it felt like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, so, you know, all that went down, and no disrespect, if any of y'all ever see this, no disrespect to y'all, but, but you know, it, it, it did, it, like, I was like, dang, like, you know, it pissed me off, because I wasn't doing anything out of the way, you know, I was also being respectful and everything, and they still, you know, just did whatever. Well, I had a, Robert had paid for my flight there and back, and it was a, it was a you know, round trip there and back. Yeah. And I'd been there. I was supposed to be there for like five days, and it's like day three, and Robert's like, all right, we're going home. I was like, what you mean? He's like, we're we going to the house. And he didn't look at me and was like, you know, we're going to the house because they won't shut up. He was just like, we're going to the house. I got, you know, whatever. He made an excuse up. But I knew, I knew the reason in the back of my head. And then, you know, later on down the road, he was like, yeah, you know, that was kind of the reason that I wanted to get you out of there because that shit wasn't cool with me either. And so that showed a lot for Robert. Yeah. We'd only met, you know, one time before that, and that was for that truck. In person. Meet. Yeah. And that was that truck meet. <clears throat> okay. And um, so, so you know, I went to that truck meet and just did what I knew was right, and he looked at me and was like, you know, damn, that little boy's, you know, working. Well, then we go to Canada, or New York. <laughs> yeah, we go to New York. Somewhere and, way up north. Yeah, we go, up, we go up to New York, and I look at him, and I'm like, that's tough that he was, you know, he was willing to do that 100%. and take me back. But then in his head, he was the same way I was in Panama City. He For was sure. like, you know, I'm just doing what I know is right. Yeah. And so it all come back to that. And it was like at that point, we when we rode, we had what? like a, We had we a 12 and a half hour ride from there because he was supposed but to fly we went out. Eight, we went and ate with Santa Claus. Yeah, we went. So he ate and he came to Batavia anyway. Yeah. He drove three and hours. Then we went to Virginia. State. If we ended up driving yeah. for like yeah, so we went hours. from there. Then we went to Virginia, dropped decoys off. Then we went from Virginia down to Wilmington, where he flew out. I rerouted his flight um, from Buffalo there because, like, I mean, it, and it's again, you know, I'm sure that at some point, like, they'll probably listen to this, and that's fine, you know, like to be. To be somebody who had gone through, and they didn't know anything about him, but the, the important thing that I, I guess that the overarching message here is, like, they didn't know him. Yeah. They didn't know what he'd been through. They didn't know who he was as a person, and I did. And my word should have been enough, and it wasn't. Yeah. Right. Well, it and, you know, in my enough. in my defense right here, that wasn't even, like, the whole point. Of the message was, you know, at one point, Robert, you know, put his trust in my hands, and I and I come through for his ass. And then it flipped around, and you know I put my trust. I was working a forty-hour job, dude. Like, yeah, he took off of work. Like three hundred, the the three hundred and forty-three dollar flight that he paid for for me to go there and back was three quarters of my paycheck that week. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that was that was a big deal for me. To, that for was sure. putting trust in his hands to go all the way there. Yeah, away. And, from, I mean, at nineteen years old, I mean, you imagine the conversation that he had with his grandparents, with his mom, and you know, like to come up there and like 
like this is somebody that I'm responsible for. And, yeah, you know, hundred like, percent. So instead of you know leaving him, I wasn't going to leave him in, the, in that environment. I know how I know how I would have felt in that. And there there was a couple of, of things that got said that should not have gotten said. And yeah. at that point, it was it was time. Yeah, I right. get it. It was that time. <clears throat> yeah. So we um, so we I rerouted his flight out of Wilmington, and we made a road trip out of it. We spent. You know, and that's dude. I would really honestly say that's like like we were cool and tight before that. But I would say that trip's what really was like that. Dude, that was the yells. first time we talked about you know, you ever down, get big enough that you need somebody to come up here and work full time, holler at me. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it, but like it wasn't like you it know was we were sitting here. It was yeah. just you know if you ever need anybody, you know I'm I'm here holler whatever. Yeah, just let it ride. That's and wild. I would say that was probably that's that's my most remarkable trip. Not only like yeah, it's remarkable because of the BS that happened, yeah, but in yeah. that same sense, it was also remarkable because of you know that's that I would say that's where our friendship formed. Yeah, yeah, it really 100%. like solidified y'all's friendship mm -hmm. as well. Well, I mean, it has to go both ways. Yeah, you know, like a friendship, a friendship if it's one sided, it's never gonna do. It's, it's not a do. damn friendship. It's either. not. It's right. Like, it's like to... having a parasite. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, exactly a one-sided friendship is a parasite. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what is, what, what's your intake on kind of what happened today with the alligator stuff? I mean, is that something that's completely new to you? Dude, it's not only was it completely new to me, like I wasn't planning on shooting anything either. It, yeah. It's just, you know. So was this your first, like your first alligator that you've killed? The, the yeah. plan yeah. was not for him to shoot an the, alligator. I was going to video, him, man. Yeah. Like, I was here because I don't know – I know enough about a camera to get me by. I know that, you know, you got to turn the ISO up a little bit or, or down a little bit <laughs> yeah. according to the situation, you know. I know how to run a gimbal a cert, to a certain degree. I know how to run a gimbal. You know, I know how to keep a camera focused. I know how to keep it on you. And I know, you know, what's going to be clear and what's not going to be clear. But as far as anything else, I know the basics on how to run a camera. So that was my goal. I was like, you know, I'm going to come up here. We're gonna kill a gator. I'm, or Robert's gonna go kill a gator, and I'm gonna have a freaking. I'm gonna have some content for him. Yeah, we gonna, yeah. It's gonna be tough. And yeah. I, I, we just got some GoPros because I want to start vlogging on YouTube. Yeah. And doing this kind of stuff, just yeah, kind of sitting here talking. And so we got some GoPros, and so that was my goal. You know, I wanted, I wanted to shoot teal, have a vlog, and be like, you know, we go and shoot teal this morning. Put camera down. You know, the next time camera comes up, it's like, man, we just limited out. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Camera down. We going to kill a gator, camera down. Robert just killed a gator. That was my, that was my goal, you know. Yeah. But, but it opened up to something way more than that. So what did you think when he said, like, how did that whole deal play out? Dude. Like, hey, it's your time to get on the gun? Or? Well, no, 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 no. It was we way before shot, that. I yeah. surprised we went and shot the birds this morning, bro. And, uh, well, he surprised me, but I was already mad because he's like, don't bring waders. We're not hunting water. Oh, God. Dude, we could have totally left this <laughs> oh, no. Like, no. So I don't have waders yet. So okay. so I got a, we got a dude, we got a friend who's got a son who like hit a growth spurt, like just doesn't use his waiter, doesn't use any of his stuff anymore. So he's like getting rid of a bunch of stuff, selling a bunch of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of waiting on him before I go and buy all new stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I get it. Waiters are expensive. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You know, thousand dollar. If it was you know one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks, that's one thing. But if I'm gonna buy a pair of waiters, I'm gonna buy something nice. And if yeah. I'm gonna buy something nice, it's drop a thousand minimum. Yeah. So you know, it's early season, and I get that. Robert was like, you know, you don't you don't need anything right now. You need 
And I got, uh, y'all know who light boots are, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm cool with light boots. People, I got a pair of light boots and all that. And so I was bought some field pants. I was going to wear light boots and, you know, light shirt, whatever. And uh, Robert's like, yeah, we ain't hunting water today. So I was like. No, I said we're not going to be standing in the water today. That's what I said. And, same and thing. In my defense, <clears throat> <laughs> Ordinarily, there's a situation where you're either going to be able to stand or, uh, it, like, ankle. You have a position to be either in a wooden blind or you're going to be in like ankle deep at most water. Yeah. Well, we're it has not, not worked my out. My feet have been wet since. <laughs> what time is it, dude? Since the time you landed, it's been, uh, it's been wet on. since about five a.m. Yeah. Well, okay. I will tell you. <laughs> If you're ever hunting, if you ever come back to Southeast Texas, don't come back without waders. I will tell you I will everything, not. even on a dove hunt, wear rubber boots. <laughs> wear like rubber there's boots. no so, such so thing. So how deep was the water? It was maybe dude, knee deep. Dude, it's it's like dude, he's being exaggerated. It's like right there. AF. I'm so not, it's, hip, that's hip taller boots. than my boots. Hip boots. Oh, no, dude, he tried See, hip boots the first day. I, and I, I was, tried hip boots yesterday in the marsh, and every time I stepped, the boot my hip was coming boot, out. My foot was, was coming out of the hip boot. It wasn't working. I wear so, waders for that reason. So, like, I just, dude, hip boot suspenders. Yeah, that's what you need. You need a time to your belt. That'd be tough. They man. make them. I've got a buddy that runs like some weird suspender waist. Yeah. Just I was waist. Like about a weirdo. It. At that point, yeah. just wear waders. Yeah. Like, why, like, oh, like yeah. lacrosse should, has the, the, steel. the waist waders. Yeah, that's, okay. that's they're what like, he's got. They're like pants. Yeah. And, with boots on them. Except that you could just wear waders. Give me a shout next time y'all are coming down. I'll make sure you've got some waders. You will have some waders. I will have some waders. Well, but anyway, that's I mean, from y'all's standpoint, it's kind of a pain to fly with them too. And no, stuff. we don't fly, sure. man. We drive. I drive everywhere. Oh, y'all drove here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I drive, drive everywhere. We drive road warrior. He's driving a cannon. I'm gonna sleep. That's yeah, what he we're gonna on drive me. from North Carolina to a place in Canada, and it's gonna be about forty hours of driving. Wow. A road time. Jeez. Yeah. But so, like, I do that for a couple reasons, man. Like, n- numero one, okay, I don't want to be stuck. Yeah. Any- <clears throat> anywhere. I don't want to be, if, if the bird, like, if I flew in, <clears throat> if I flew in here to Beaumont, right, and y'all just had absolutely no teal, like, no birds anywhere, and, you know, we needed to go drive somewhere, like, I don't have a vehicle. Yeah. Like, I don't want to make you, like, I come down here and hunt with you, you know, I'm, I'm not going to force your hand to, like, make room for, no, dude, like, let's get, let's go. Like, you drive, I drive, well, let's go. Let's yeah. get what we need to get. That yeah. way, if we need to go four hours away from here and you need a boat and a buggy, like, I can pull one or the other. Like, yeah. And then it's another thing It's like, my dog, normally I have my dog, which I'm going to go pick up here Thursday morning. Um, so... You know, I have him, and yes, you can fly, but, like, I just, I don't know. If I can avoid flying, I do it. Yeah. I drove from Arkansas to Washington State and back last year. Hunting. Wow. Jeez. My little brother is in But you get to see, like, the, State, right? the second portion of that was, like, number one, like, that's a good time for me to think. It's a time that I can just, just be just exist like yeah. i just like i'm just on the road i'm getting to see this country and like i love this country more than anything you yeah. know so um getting to see different parts of it and and be through you know go different places meet different people and and just enjoy you know being on the road um so i try to drive everywhere i can 
I guess one like before we get so far removed from it, I wanted to talk about <laughs> one thing, and it was kind of like it was that point, and and I don't even think that that he knows this or I've ever said it. Maybe I have. I don't. I don't think I have. But when we were up there, and you know, like at this point, you know, like I'm, I'm not a sea. I, I don't. I I've been hunting a while. Like I've been waterfowl hunting a while at this point. Like when we out there and I. I took him up there and you know it it totally changed my perception of what what my business was and what I wanted to be if that makes sense um you know with that like we were a parody brand we had been a parody brand at this point for almost a year like all over a year but the McGann's dude that was so long ago the McGann's yeah. I had the McGann's shirt yeah I mean, it's been it's been a, a hot minute. That was like three. Oh, dang, dude. Yeah, but like we had been, so we had you know like we had been established for a good while and all that. And um, but what it made me realize is like, like he was me. Like I saw, I saw like sixteen year old me in him. Yeah, like somebody who doesn't know anything, who's just trying to like, just trying to exist, dude, and like. You have all these external factors. It, those external factors were like, were people, but I had different external factors, you know. Um, but either way, like there was a barrier between what you, what what he wanted to do and what society or other people thought that he should do, and like that is that is waterfowl now. Yeah, and like that is that is one thing that like I'm super big on, and like this brand is super big on, and like it's it's like. Everybody's always surprised. Like, you work for a waterfowl brand for three years, but, like, this is your first duck hunt. This dude is going to be taught, taught the correct way to do things from the beginning. Like, he's getting what we never got. Yeah. yeah like, I, what I never, let me not speak for you. I don't know what your upbringing <laughs> no, in waterfowl I mean, is, but I never got that. Like, I had to teach myself. Ain't nobody showed me nothing until I was, I'd already made so many mistakes that I, you know, and pissed off all kinds of people on all the public kind of land. people yeah. that I pissed off on public yeah. land before I ever was told anything and he's seen three years worth of content worth of conversations worth of planning and all worth of the shirts dude I can name ducks because of the shirts that you made yeah if nothing else like <laughs> like things that most people especially people his age yeah. They don't know, or they don't care to know. They don't care to learn. But like he's he's getting the opportunity to 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 be immersed in a sport from the correct way. Yeah, and he has a platform to show other people, and that's what's so important. Like you know, we're we actually as of a few weeks ago, we formed our own Delta Waterfowl chapter. Nice. Um. So uh, awesome. You know, we get to we get to be an active part of conservation now. Um, from that standpoint, but like his his platform gives him the opportunity to hopefully kind of curb some of the things that are going on in this industry um, that are wrong. You know that that you know these these kids are these newer hunters. I won't even say kids, man. I you know being a part of the Fallen Outdoors, I had the opportunity to take a lot of grown men that have never duck hunted before, and mm -hmm. like they just want to learn. Yeah. You know, but if you don't give somebody, if you don't, if you choke off the oxygen to a plant, it's going to die. Yeah. But if you just give it a little sunlight, you give it a little water and you cultivate it a little bit and you just help it out, it's going to become something great. 
And if you do that, it, like if we do that as sportsmen, as outdoorsmen, and we we invest in other people, like that's what's going to keep it going. Otherwise, it's done. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a I'm not going to say it's a dying thing, but it as is. we talked about on the previous episode, it thing. is something that we are kind of under attack mm-hmm. about. And it's not we're under attack from ourselves. You know, we'll go on. You know, it's easy for us, I say us as an outdoorsman, it's easy for us to go online and, you know, ridicule somebody for the way that they wear their hat or the way that they talk or the way that they look or, you know, the, the, the decoys they have or the shells they shoot or the, the places they hunt or the boat they have or whatever, dude. Like, outdoorsmen, waterfowl hunters are some of the worst people when it comes to talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. They really are. Like, honest to God. Especially when it comes to other brands. Yeah, dude. Like, some of the <clears throat> rudest some of the yeah. rudest people in the world exist in the waterfowl industry, but some of the best people exist there, too. Right. And so this is our stance or our stand to say that's not how we operate. Like, dude, I, <laughs> this is three weeks ago. Um, I had this, this younger dude who, and I'm by no means a professional goose caller. I'm not. I know how to call geese, and I don't know how to use a call to harvest geese, okay? But I'm not a professional. I had a kid reach out, and he sent me a video of him, himself, like, calling. And he was like, man, like, I just really want to I really want to learn. And, like, and he had commented on one of my TikToks, and I said, dude, just shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll help you out. I spent hours, like, sending back and forth videos with this kid, like, trying to get in. Dude, like, by the end of it, like, he did that. And, like, he was so incredibly appreciative like i don't even i don't know where he's from i don't know what his family situation is but it doesn't matter like he wanted help and he came to us to do that and that's something that means something to me you know not that i'm a professional i'm not but just somebody who's willing to just give the dude a a voice to like speak and like this is what i want to do you know like that's that's what we want to do and that's he's going to get the opportunity to do that and to be a voice for his platform and do it from, do it from a, a, a godly perspective, yeah, you know, and, and a Christian platform that he has built for himself. And I'll, I won't steal his thunder on that at all, but, um, you know, like I, I am incredibly proud of him. Um, and I'm proud that, that he works. I don't care if it's his second hunt. Yeah. I'll take that dude anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of why we started this is to share our, our stories, our knowledge, <clears throat> our experiences. Anybody that tells you that they were just born into it, they knew it as long as they've been alive. If anybody tells you they know everything about anything, they, are, they know nothing about nothing. They are <laughs> lying yeah. and, through and, their teeth. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a lot of situations on like you asked me about my upbringing my my dad did not duck hunt at all and here i am you know a duck hunt guy guy. you know and my dad did not duck hunt he had been on a few duck hunts i'd never duck hunted with my dad i dove hunted with my dad i fished with my dad a lot but he never duck hunted and so it was something that i had a few people in my life similar situation to y'all it was it was a guy that was he he guides with me now and has been on previous episodes but lived around me, took me under his wing, showed me everything he knew. And then one day called me and said, hey, 
there's an opportunity to guide at this ranch, you know, and I know you've been doing it on public and whatever else for the last 15 years, 10 years. You want to come guide out here. Same exact scenario as what y'all are doing right now. Um, just random guy, guy I knew somewhat that took me under his wing, and that's how I learned. Um, it wasn't something that was passed along in like a family cookbook. Right. You know, yeah. and, and I think the second that people acknowledge that and, and realize that not everybody's born into this and a lot of people just want to learn. And this has been my person for my personal experience. This is my escape yeah, from reality, from everything else. Like when I can wake up as miserable, it sound, as, as miserable as it sounds, wake up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and like go do my thing and go hunt and see the sunrise and enjoy like every little aspect that comes with it. That's my escape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my brother had gotten a rice field to hunt for the season and I couldn't tell you how many times went out there, just woke up early, made coffee, went out there, threw out decoys and just sat there, drank coffee, watched the sun come up, didn't see any ducks. It was just, but it was just calming. It was relaxing. It was just nice to be out of the house and just outside. Yeah. Freezing my ass off drinking coffee. He's a big deer hunter. He's always been a big deer hunter. And like, I understand like the solitude, like with nature and stuff like that. Dude, I can't sit still. I can't sit still and I like to talk too damn much. Yeah. So like this. You went down, you went talking this morning. <laughs> you talking on that dang phone? Yeah, I was working. Is middle of the week. I had ah, to. Coach. It is, ain't it? I forget that it ain't Saturday. So, ain't it? So was your like all your deer hunts predominantly in in Georgia? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hell, so man, I grew up. I grew up like I said, Thomasville, twenty five minutes above Tallahassee, Florida, and the place that I was born. My bad. Place that I moved to when I was like two years old. I lived until I was fifteen. Okay. And so I was there the whole amount of time I can remember. And that's all we did. We, I mean, we didn't have any land where I lived, but we had, we didn't, I didn't actually shoot. I think the first year that I actually got to go deer hunt, like it was ours, like we'd go hunt it when we wanted. I was 12 years old. Okay. I was 11 or 12. And me and my dad, we went every Saturday morning, every Friday evening, every Saturday morning, every Saturday evening that whole year and I ended up shooting a little eight point. That was my first deer. And like I said, I was probably 12. I ended up went and get, I ended up going and getting my hunter safety course for the next year. So that, so when I shot that eight point, that was the last time I sat with my dad. And then after that, you know, I was, I want to be, a, you know, I want to be a big boy. I yeah. dang, I want to hunt oh, myself yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's, that was, I'm pretty sure that was probably the last time I sat with him. It's funny you say that because I saw a video today. It was talking about like you're, you, you spend so much time asking your dad, like, can I hunt by myself? Can I hunt by myself? And now you do anything to hunt with. And now you do anything to go back and Be hunt with. Be sitting in that double blind, sitting in that double stand, that double ladder stand. Yep. On a creek bed. I'd give it all, man, just to yep. go back and relive 100%. those experiences. I would too. Yep. I would too. Well, Hell, that same place that I shot that eight point, there was a house on the property. And it had got cold, man, in Georgia. Like we got we got down to like single digits for some reason. And that's I'm assuming that's not normal for Georgia, right? Not, well, being not, that close to Florida, not where I'm at. No. What's the what's the average like 
November, December temperature. Man, and in the 229 of, of Georgia, so that's Thomasville, Douglas, Bainbridge, that whole area, 30s, like. Is low, right? High, low 20s is like super low. Gotcha. And high 20s, mid 30s is low. And then, you know, your average is between 40 and 50, I would say. Okay. But, hey, that, yeah. That sounds kind of like pretty fair here. for us yeah. yeah it had got down to like i said it for some reason it had got down 11 10 and then dropped down to nine and it hit nine and everybody freaked out because it was, hit a single digit yeah, like shutting down schools and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it was already i think schools were already shut down but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but everybody really started freaking out like on facebook i remember getting on facebook and everybody was like it's nine degrees <laughs> yeah. it's seven in my house yeah. blah, people's blah, blah. plumbing grenading and stuff in their house oh, well, so this had this this property it had a 26 acre bottleneck in it of woods and then the rest of it it was like a 300 acre piece of property but only 26 acres of it was woods everything else was fields well there was a house right in the middle of the property and then all the fields surrounded it and the little bottle acre or the little bottleneck of woods was up here it was so cold dude i was like I'm just going to sit on the front porch of this house. I went and poured corn out because the people didn't live there anymore. They were just leasing the land out. The house was with the land. Long story, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so I went and poured corn out on the fence line like the week before. I was like, yeah, I'm about to, I had me a little heater, dude. I was sitting there kicked up. I had my heater plugged into the wall outlet, <laughs> sitting, on a, sitting on a swing. I had my rifle propped up on the, on the uh, guardrail or the handrail of the porch. And dang... Uh, eight point and a little a little button buck and three does walked out. I, I didn't shoot anything, but just sitting there remembering sitting on that porch yeah. with a with a heater plugged in. Yeah, I, that was so, before. Uh, what are they, buddy heaters? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was before oh, buddy the, heaters. Those are the play. Man. I want to read this before we get off because it's so relevant to what we're talking about right now. So uh, one of my good buddies, he sent me a book. It's by Robert Rourke, and it's so the quote. I'll just read the quote. It says, the best thing about hunting and fishing, the old man said, is that you don't actually have to do it to enjoy it. You can go to bed every night thinking about how much fun you had 20 years ago and it all comes back clear as moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth, man. It's so true. Yeah. That's good. It's so true. Like, yes, you do have to do it. Like, but those are experiences, like you're snapping back to a a memory from so long ago. You remember where you put the corn. You remember where you held your rifle. You remember every little aspect of that experience in the outdoors. And there's nothing else that one of the there's. It's one of the few things in life I think that we can all as outdoorsmen snap back to and say like, I remember that. Yeah. Like you remember yeah. your first deer. Like I remember my first deer. You know, yeah. like you remember like these little firsts. Like today was a, a first for us. I won't ever forget today with this Dang. gator situation. Got too much stuff. Yeah. You know, and we never even got to like how he got to the whole gator situation. Yeah, we got way off that. Yeah. That was like way well, back. Well, like let's let's bounce back to that. So, okay, cool. So, and so I was talking about the light boots. You two know, weeks I ago, stepped off in the water. Robert was like, "You don't need waders." Blah blah blah. And I, I stepped off up the knee deep water, and I was like, "Dang, I should have brought waders." <laughs> you know, I'm standing there, my light boots are full of water. Whatever. I was like, I mean, I'm already it's five o'clock in the morning. It ain't even daylight. Yeah, I'm like, I can't see. I'm, whatever. I'm wet. So what? Whatever. We hunted, shot birds. And uh, what was it? Probably ten o'clock, ten thirty. Let's go back to like two weeks ago, like when we when I was talking to Chad and I was explaining. I, yeah, so he was explaining this. I was to explaining me. like what we're gonna do, and you know, like I was telling him about about Pipkin Ranch, and you know, I was like, you know, probably get to 
you know, go out there and at least see it. You know, I don't know if we'll get to hunt it, you know, whatever. But, you know, like we go up there, we hang out with Chad, spend time with, with him and Laura, and, you know, we just, like, we go hunt, you know. Like, we're going to get up every day at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and then we're going to go hunt, and then we're going to, you know, eat some good food, and we're going to hang out, and, you know, we're, we're going to be done, right? Yeah. Then I, you know, I tried to kill a gator last year, and uh, it didn't work out, didn't pan out, and, you know, I got ahead of it this time. I was like, Chad, I really want to kill a gator. He's like, all right, man, like, I'll, and dude, like, Chad spent <clears throat> all this time, you know, like, working working that for me, you know, like, trying to find somebody who had a tag. Robert really didn't have a choice, man. He promised his daughter before we even left the house. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, can I get a gator? So, uh, so I was kind of forced into it. But <laughs> anyway, so we uh, – <laughs> so we go and um and chad's like I, I got it lined up it's like two weeks ago and i told him i was like dude we're probably gonna be able to shoot an alligator i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna kill this biggest alligator and he was like all right cool man like he was like like as excited as he was for me to be able to do that like you know like that was that was cool you know yeah, um, dude i was i was ready like I was, I was ready to get the footage i was ready he to was like what do we need you know like what do we need to get like we need to get the shit like right yeah, like we're gonna, I was we're gonna ready film to get the, the hell out i was ready to get the cameras ready you know i was like dude we're going to shoot teal because i'd already it had already been kind of an idea for me to go back to georgia this weekend so when i leave here or uh when i leave here wednesday or thursday thursday i'm going to georgia i'm getting on a plane in dallas flying to georgia so it was come shoot teal the first three four days of the week Robert's gonna kill an alligator, and then I'm gonna go back to Georgia and try to kill a deer. So we're just that was like in a up. perfect world, yeah. in a perfect yeah. world, in a perfect YouTube video. That's what would happen. Yeah, yeah. And now here we are. All I gotta do is shoot a deer. Oh come so on! So we're man. yeah. Dude, <laughs> yesterday so. did not work out well with the gator situation. Like we had it, it just didn't work. Okay, right. so we'll just leave it there. It didn't work out. And um, so like Chad, like felt horrible like about it and it wasn't even his fault it's nobody's fault it just it the cards got dealt the way they got dealt and that was what it was right so like chad's getting on the horn man and he's like reaching out to everybody like trying to make something happen for us and um <clears throat> this morning um gentleman reached out to to brad and uh it's somebody we've already been spoke speaking to and he's like man like there's two gators on the line i need you to call and so Chad, he's he's type of dude like he's not gonna get in the middle of anything. He's like, okay, like I'll pass the information along, and he Chad was like, hey, I need you to call this guy. So I get up on the levee and I I call him and I was like, hey man, like you know my name's Robert, you know like this is what we're trying to do, you know like what what's the deal? And he's like, well, I have two. Ethan's a hundred yards away from me, and uh, he's like, I've got two gators. I got a a nine to a ten foot and I got a ten to eleven foot on the line <laughs> like right now, ready to go. And I was like okay like well what do you you know what do you what will you do for for this or you know just obviously everything's got a price tag with it yeah and um he was like man you know like this is what we charge for an 11 foot gator and i was like okay i'm cool with that you know that's fine he's like well, but but hold on a second you know like i'll work you a deal out you know like if if you'll do both of them and i was like i don't you know like what do you mean he's like well like we have this many tags and they're going to go out on this day and we have both these gators on the line like right now and i was like man like yeah like me and ethan both gonna go shoot a gator like we're, we're just gonna do it i made the decision right then i was like yeah we're gonna do it so i told him i was like yeah we're gonna go do it and i came back and i told him and i was like dude you're gonna go kill a trophy alligator too 
And he's like, what? So, yeah, I was like, holy shit. This so he like, wasn't even planning on the whole gator thing oh, for him. Man. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I just want Robert. Like, that was my video. Like, yeah. we were going to go shoot teal. I wasn't even going to have video shooting the birds. I just wanted video talking, like, <coughs> I bet. I just wanted video, <coughs> video talking, like, yo, this is my first. Because I'm, I'm, I'm laying it all out as is. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I'm like, yo, yeah. I actually want to do a video at the end of this. Because I, I mean, I can't blow a duck call. Yeah. My second duck hunt ever. Officially. I've been working with him a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but I want to do a video like me blowing my first duck call or blowing a duck call now versus at the end of this season. Yeah. What I sound like blowing a yeah. duck call. And and just so people that are like me can be like, oh, well, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. You know, I can do it too. Six episodes ago. But now, you know, you, you get to episode six, which is, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine weeks into the season. And this is where he's at after so many hunts. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and that's that's kind of my goal. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think it's a good deal, man. I think it's a good deal what you're doing, kind of getting getting more people into it. I mean, at the end of the day, showing them the right way to do it. And it wasn't always like that, though. I'm no, gonna no. I'm gonna prod him until he talks about it. But no, 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 no. It wasn't you talking about my whole transformation, man. Like yeah, he has completely like when I said earlier, like how proud I am. I was proud to work with him then Man, but like i'm honored to work with him now yeah when me and robert met when we was talking about that panama city meet that was there's a reason there is a reason that it was held in panama city i mean you know we was we was going down there i was going there that was my suggestion to have a good time yeah you know, that's <laughs> that's how it always was you know you see how <laughs> how much you can get turned up yeah and uh that's just that was that was my mindset at the time and <clears throat> Dude, just go ahead. I gotta and get something to go, drink. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and like cough. There's some water right there on there. There's some water in that cooler over there. We're good. Teal season's right around the corner, and most likely, if you have a teal hunt booked, you're gonna be coming through Winnie, Texas. While you're doing so, make sure to check out Moots Barbecue. This ain't no Dickies in the side of a Chevron. Let me tell you, this is craft barbecue coming from a small town cattle company. Not only does their barbecue make this ad easy, it also helps with the next one. While you're in Moots Barbecue, make sure you check out Alligator Sausage Co. They're offering a wide variety of Southeast Texas Cajun cuisine items that are extremely unique and extremely tasty. So be sure to check out our friends over in Winnie at Moots Barbecue and pick up some Alligator Sausage Co. So like I said, me and Robert, we met at that truck meet. And the reason we, one of the main reasons was because the, not only was me being wild, the following that I had was also that you know, following the person who's doing the dumbest, saying the dumbest yeah. stuff, doing the dumbest stuff, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was like that for the last three years. It was, you know, hell, 2021, we hosted that truck meet. I, I Actually, July. the beginning of 2021 is when I blew up on TikTok. Yeah. The middle of 2021 is when we hosted that truck meet. And towards the end of 21 is when I started going to the bars like every weekend. Like I'd been to bars before, but like it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, recover Sunday, every weekend for you know six months was 2021 to 2022. The beginning of 2022, I ended up getting pulled, or I didn't get pulled over. Uh, it was literally New Year's night. Me and my buddy went to a gas station. We was actually on the way to Jacksonville, Florida, and I was like, dude, I ain't got a good feeling about this. I want to go home. I was driving, so I turned around in the middle of the road, 
turned around. We was headed home. We was on Four Lane Highway. I pulled into this little gas station to get some beer. It was like 11.30. Can't buy beer after 12 on uh, on weeknights or on any night in Georgia. And uh, so I pulled in the gas station. I was 19 at the time. Had a fake. Walked in. Hand lady my fake. She's like, man, you don't look 21. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I know. I get that a lot. <laughs> Walked outside. I looked across the road. I was like, damn, I was like an undercover cop. So I put the beer in the bed of the truck. I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I was like, I don't know. It ain't in my possession. I put it in the bed, got in the truck, turned out on the highway, the blue light slipped me up. I was like, dang, what? Like, like, how could this have happened? So long story short, the cop ended up just so happened to be running my tag as I was walking out of the store. And it showed I'm 19. Oh, and I'm standing no. there with two 15 packs in my hand. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, talk about worst luck ever. So, you know, that happens. Um, I was like, dang, that sucks. I was upset about it for a few weeks. Then I went and rolled my Jeep. <laughs> Got into some mess over that. And uh, a couple weeks later, I, like, fell off a bridge. Anyway, a couple weeks after that, I rolled a four-wheeler. Like, all this crazy stuff happened. And I remember wrecking that four-wheeler, and somebody was like, I don't know how you walked out of that. And I remember looking at him, and I was like, I'm invincible. And I remember saying that, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, that was the stupidest thing you could have ever said in your life. That's so stupid. Why would you even play with God like that, first off? But uh, I said that, and like I said, I never really forgot it, but... but, uh, it did humble me. It was like, you know, I wrecked and it was because I, I So let me ask you this. I don't wanna I don't wanna cut you off, but was this after I'm assuming this is all after your dad passed away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay. was twenty twenty two. My dad passed away in eighteen. In eighteen, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like this is twenty twenty two. I'd been quote unquote TikTok famous for yeah. well over a year now. And I guess you could say it kinda of started catching up with me. And I was just doing what I wanted when I wanted because I could. And I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. And uh one thing led to another, and I, I'd quit drinking. I just started smoking. I was smoking all the time, dude. I was just blaze, getting blazed every yeah. night. And, uh, hell, I, we went to Missouri for uh, late deer season, the last week of December. And we went up there, and on the way from Thomasville to Missouri, we got to Atlanta, and I started running a fever in the back of the truck. Well, Atlanta's still three hours from where I live, so... I was like, well, I ain't going to say, I ain't, we still had 10 hours to go, but I was like, I ain't going to say nothing. Like, you know, we three hours, we ain't turning around now. So we get there. I didn't even get to hunt. I was sick the whole time. And I don't know, I just I just kind of had one of them things where I, I just kind of sat there and was like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing with your life? I had all this potential on social media. Because, I mean, I've got, at one point, I had a little over 80,000. Then they went through and deleted like a bunch of bots and mm-hmm. on TikTok. And I got like seventy five thousand on those on Instagram. On Instagram, my bad on Instagram. Yeah, so I got seventy five thousand followers on Instagram, and I've had a few accounts over two hundred thousand on TikTok. My newest account is near about two hundred thousand, and it's just like you know, I got that many people watching what I'm doing. Yeah. Why am I sitting here moping in uh, Airbnb in Missouri? Like, why am I even? Why am I worried about money, first off? Yeah. You got that many people watching what you're doing. Why are you worried about money? Second, what are you doing to, like, help these people? 
For sure. They're watching what you're doing. Well, you've got a platform to like inspire exactly. people, right? But I wasn't doing anything. One way or the other, inspire. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. inspire right. them to do better. Inspire, inspire for good or good. not. And so, and then my third thing was just, you know, look in the mirror, like get your, get, get together, get your stuff together, you know? And I'd fought with myself about that that week, whatever. I was like, it's just one of the mind things. I've been in this Airbnb all week, whatever. Well, on the way home, I was like, I'm done vaping. Threw my vape out the window. And all my buddies laughed at me and stuff. And we've been good buddies for years. And, I mean, I get it because they've been watching me vape and stuff for four years and mm-hmm. all the other crazy stuff I did. So, like, I do get that, but it was like nobody supported it. Yeah. <coughs> so I was like, uh, that, that kind of, you know, set the tone. And then some other stuff had happened. And uh, so that was, you know, that was the last week of December. We're on our way back. We get back the night before New Year's, so it's the 30th. Is it 31 days in December or 30? I think it's 30. 30. 30, 31. I don't know. Well, either way, so if it was 30, if there's 31 days, it was December 30th. I think there's 31. Yeah, there's 31. So we get back December 30th, and um, me and one of my buddies had got into it because it was me and three of my buddies and then my boss. My boss is two of the boys that was with me's dad okay so but he was also like my dad too but anyway so we got back and me and one of the boys had got into it it wasn't nothing bad or anything but it was just like stop tapping but it, <laughs> but it wasn't nothing bad it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back i was yeah. like you know what i'm done I'm like screw this i'm leaving so i talked to my buddy that i was living with i was like hey i'm about to move out I got to, I got to work on some stuff, you know. I don't I don't really know what I'm doing, but I got I got to do something different, cause I'm I'm in a constant cycle, constant circle, blah blah blah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I get it, you know, you do what you got to do. So I called one of my buddies that I knew was in church. I was like, hey man, you going to church in the morning? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm coming. I'm, like, I'm gonna meet you at your house. I'm gonna ride with you. He's like, all right. So that was a that was that was New Year's night. That was the thirty first. So New Year's fell on a Sunday this year. So that was a Saturday night. And uh, we went to church that morning. And from then until the time I moved to Swansboro, I did not miss a Sunday or a Wednesday for that matter. <coughs> Strictly off, you know, that's, that was what I had turned my life into. But, but backtracking to when it all happened, I, uh, you know, I decided I was going to change my life around. Got off nicotine. That was the hardest thing. Got off, I'd quit drinking, I'd quit smoking, I quit everything for, up until I turned 21. I had a drink here and there, but I didn't go, you didn't see me in the bar getting trashed, you didn't see mm-hmm. me doing anything, and I was not promoting it. If I mean, I knew I was underage, and you know, I knew it was probably wrong to sit there and drink a beer, but I wasn't going to sit there and post it either, knowing I was underage. Yeah. You know, it's a little different now, I'm 21 years old, for sure. I knew what I want. But, um, I had just, I was just, you know, I felt like I needed it was something that I needed to do because I grew up in a really good in a really Christian home. So when all that with my dad happened, kind of pushed me down yeah. the line that I didn't need to be down the road I didn't need to be. And um, people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, was it worth it? Like, how did you know that, that was what you needed to do? <coughs> and uh, the main thing was there was just too many answered prayers, man. That's that's all you want. I mean, that's, I hate to say it like that, but that's what people want. You know, they want their prayers answered. Yeah. 
and I had too many of them answered to be able to deny anything. For sure. I sat there, and I needed some dental work done. I prayed about, you know, my teeth getting fixed. Dude, I'm 21 years old, and somehow or another, the state of Georgia doesn't lift Peach State, which is the the medic the the insurance you get as a kid till you're 21, which should be 18. I don't know how that happens. So I went and got my teeth fixed for free. Yeah, been stressing it. A couple of weeks go by. Me and Robert had not talked since probably November or December of 22, and this is you know February 23, and uh. He's like, man, I want you to come up to Raleigh. We got Dixie Deer classes this weekend, which was a trade show. And I was like, or he, he was just mentioning it. He's like, you know, we got it if you want to come up here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to have the money. You know, whatever. We, we talked, but I, it was, I was not going. That was pretty much the bottom line of it. About a week went by, I called him. I was like, hey, man, if the door opens up, I'm going to come. But I can't promise nothing. Dude, it wasn't a week, maybe, because this is, you know, middle of February. And Dixie Digger was the first week of March. Yeah. The week, the week of, the, of this going on, my physical science teacher from my sophomore year in high school, this is this year, this is 2023, my physical science teacher from my sophomore year in high school messaged me on Facebook to ask me if I wanted to come do some work for them. The work that I did for them, they ended up paying me the same exact amount of, as my truck payment, which was weird anyways. And it was just, you know, money was already tight and all this stuff. And then they paid me the same exact amount as my truck payment. And then it just opened up the door to go up to Dixie Deer in Raleigh. Yeah. So I texted Robert. I was like, yo, I'm going to come. Well, that whole time I was praying, I was like, you know, God, if I'm not supposed to go, like, make a tire blow out, like, do something. Keep me in Georgia. Don't let me get out of the state. At least don't let me waste no money, you know. Mm-hmm. And... uh <laughs> Anyway, I ended up getting up there, and I had not really been posting on social media because stuff I was posting wasn't the best. And what I wanted to start promoting, you know, I needed to keep it clean. I needed to, you know, not talk as much trash and just kind of rebrand myself and, and point, it to more and more, point it towards more of a positive light. Yeah. And I really wasn't just posting anything, so... That's why we had not talked that much because I, I was an influencer for the brand. You know, we, it was just one big, one big mess up. Like I, di- I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was at at the time. Mm-hmm. And we get up there and it was like nothing had changed. It didn't matter if I had followers on at TikTok. At that point, you had actually already left. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, he I, had I, reached I out you. to me. Yeah, no, he reached out to me right after Christmas and was like, hey, man, um, you know, I've – we had this long conversation, mm-hmm. you know, very long conversation. It was right after you got back from Arkansas. Yeah. So uh, we had a long conversation, and, and he was like, look, man, you know, like, I'm going to step away from doing the influencer thing and, you know, um, with you. Uh, but I, like, I believe in you. I believe in the brand. You know, like, I, I'll still wear it. I just, you know, I don't want to be on the active promotion side of things. And I, I really want to focus on myself and and my walk with god and and trying to trying to make me a better me and i dude like who who would i be to like he's worked with me for over two years at this point like i'm not gonna i would never in a million years 
like want to hold somebody back from a, an opportunity. Yeah. You know, like that's not, especially coming, you know, like doing the thing, doing what he wanted to do with it. And so, uh, anyway, so he was not, when he came to Dixie Deer, he was just coming to hang out, really. Yeah, I wasn't coming for nothing else. I he wasn't was coming because he was obligated to be there. He was just coming to kind of hang out and just get away from Georgia and, you know, whatever. So Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just coming to chill. And uh, I know this is going to sound stupid, but Robert can attest for me. There are kids that will, you know, want to run up and take pictures with me because they've seen me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And Not <laughs> just kids, grown men. Well, anyway, there's people. That, you Are know, you telling me we need to take a selfie before you leave? Dude, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> we found that TikTok guy. Like, no, we but, found, we but found there are people that will, that will want to go up and take pictures. Go. And, uh, Everywhere. And, um, you know, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Like, I never would have thought, you know, being that homeschool kid from Georgia, that yeah. that would even be, like, that was never even in my dreams. It just happened, and I was like, damn, I like the way this feels. You For know? sure. <clears throat> and uh, I just kind of put it in my mind that, I didn't really have that no more. Whenever I was going up there for Dixie Deer, it was like, you know, it'd been four months, three months since I'd made my little turnaround. My numbers weren't up, you know. I'd done been banned on TikTok. I had to make a new TikTok, blah, 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 blah. It was just my numbers were down, everything. I was like, I ain't going to have nothing. Well, I stopped in Charlotte the night before I went to Dixie Deer. Stayed in Charlotte because it's like a eight-hour drive from where I live, and I worked a full day. So I worked till 4.30. I was a carpenter. Worked till 4.30, got off, and then drove to Charlotte. I was like, I can't drive no more. I had a friend in Charlotte, crashed in Charlotte, and then drove up to Raleigh, which is like an hour and a half, two hours. Three. Three hours. And uh, drove up to Charlotte, and I was like 15 minutes late. But when I get there, there's like 10 or 15 kids standing in the booth. I was like, hell yeah, you know, sales are going. Well, they weren't, they would already bought stuff. They were just waiting for me to get there to take pictures. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and I was like, because on my way there, I was praying. I was like, you know, God, if you open, if you just let me be a light to like one person, let me, just let one person look at me and be like, hey, man, you know, you've really, the stuff you're doing is really making me, you know, want to change. It's, it's, wanting, it's giving me a slot and a fire under me, whatever. And then I get there within, you know, the minute I walked up, there was already kids that were already watching what I was doing still, and they didn't care. Yeah. And it was like, dang, dude. So, you know, I, ha- I went from number-wise having this many people to watch what I'm doing to real-life numbers, which were the people that were walking up. Yeah. That Actually never, getting that really drove there for that, for him. There was one, oh, yeah. there was one in particular. I'm gonna call, I don't know his name. I could tell you, I could see him right now if he walked through that door. talking about him and his dad? Yeah, him and his it's dad Samuel. come up there, and he was, he's a... Uh, Samuel Freeman. It was a little bigger dude. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I was talking about the younger kid. Oh, no, I'm talking. always come. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about the, the kid that walked up. He was he was a bigger kid. He was probably 5'10". He's probably 18, 19 years old, 5'10", curly brown hair. And he walked up, and he was like, hey, man, you know, like, I just I just want to tell you, you know, you, you got me to stop drinking. He was like, you you got me to stop drinking. You're like, you turn your life around and you, you stop that. And like, I remember like thinking like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, th- I mean, if you think about it from like a, a different, different light, if you look at it in a different eye, like 
if he hadn't have seen, and he was very discouraged about the stuff that he, he hadn't said this part, but he was very discouraged about the Christian content that he was posting, and it wasn't doing anything. Like, it wasn't getting any traction. Yeah. yeah but, like, what, what he didn't know was, like, it was still getting watched. It might not have had... Even though it's not it might getting have had traction. half like a million the, views. The blow-up stuff. Right. You're, but that kid walked into that booth, and uh, he was like, you got me to stop drinking. What if, like, just think about this, man. Like, what if, like, he didn't stop, and, like, he drunk drove, and yeah. he killed himself or somebody else? <laughs> right. Like, his... Like, his decision to write his life or do what he felt was right. Not saying, like, this isn't putting any platform on a pedestal whatsoever in any way, but his decisions that he chose to do for himself could have changed that person's future. Yeah. Not just that, but, like, that kid's parents or anybody that that would have been involved in. And, like, when you see, like, the power of that, like, and know that, like, hey, man, like, you – directly like you yeah you helped me to have the confidence to say like i'm not doing the right thing like i'm gonna stop like that's powerful and that's what that's what kind of sucks now man is <clears throat> there's the people you know that are they support me and they're they know what i was and they know what i've come to and they know like i, I never come out and was like you know if you drink you're not a christian you, you know you don't need to be i said i don't need to be drinking because i'm not of age and the reason that I don't need to be drinking is because I don't need to be promoting that it's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, whether I think it's okay, Robert thinks it's okay, whether it's everybody in this building thinks it okay, it's okay, <coughs> bottom line, it can ruin your life yeah. if you're underage. It can ruin your life if you're overage, too. For sure. But <coughs> doing it underage can really mess you up. Yeah. And uh, it was once I, once I turned 21... And, you know, I post a picture with a beer or, like, this podcast. I'm going to be sitting here drinking a Miller Lot. So what? Yeah. I don't – I don't – You're doing that it in a responsible me. manner. But, like, I mean, you see me How many people here. are going to jump in this comment? The thing that's the, the shit that gets me is, like, dude, you'll be sitting here and you'll be like, man, he, he, he said a cuss word, you know? Like, he, he drank a beer. You know, like, that doesn't <clears throat> that doesn't change – doesn't change anything right and people say that while they're it was at, cu cussing drinking beer dude it was yeah. at the dixie it was at dixie deer classic he posted a tiktok and i will never i do i've said it probably 15 times since he posted a tiktok it said there's no there's no hate like christian love yeah there ain't man i i hate and that's the that's the worst way to say it i grew up pentecostal and since i was probably 10 years old we've been non-denominational and the non-denominational side of things has opened up my eyes to see, like, the non-denominational is like the blue collar of churches, dude. It's like the people that, that are just dragging in that really just want a relationship. They, they have nowhere else to go, man. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the role. That's the, that's the love that you got to have. That's the openness you got to have in your heart. You can't yeah. just walk in there. <clears throat> you can't walk in there with thinking you're better than everybody else. Or yeah. you can't walk in there and think, oh, this guy, this guy right here, he ain't a Christian because he's got tattoos on his arm. Yeah, yeah. Or this guy right here, he ain't a Christian because I seen him drinking whatever the other night. And, or I'm better than them because 
that guy's got tattoos and he's drinking a beer. For sure. You know, and I don't know, it's just I've, I've always felt bad because I watched my parents go through that, and then it's always it just made me feel a certain type of way. And then I so watched kids your, in my did age. Did your parents kind of make that transformation to non-denominational? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, gotcha. they did. Because it was like, dude, one weekend my mom would go into church, and the pastor's wife would tell her, oh, my God, you look so you look like you're trying to dress so old. You know, you look like you're trying to be way older than you're supposed to be. And then she'd come the next weekend or the next Sunday, you know, she'd come in trying to look a little more younger, whatever. Yeah. And then the, t- the pastor's wife would be like, oh, my God, you look like you're trying to be a teenager. Like it was, it, yeah. That's the pastor's wife, dude. Yeah. You know, it's, and it was, it was on tradition and everything else and yeah. tradition and habits and the stereotypes and everything else is what For sure. stop all of it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. <coughs> well, I will say you have been dealt a card that's not fair. You know, I mean, and I don't know, I'm not trying to, I know that you strike me as a guy that doesn't wallow in self-pity. Not at But at all. the same time, life throws you curveballs, man. And It does. It does 100%. And one of the things on that, which, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say it now because of the mindset that I'm in and, you know, kind of how everything we've talked about. And I've said it multiple times before now. It's just certain times I get in mental states where I'm like, you know, I don't really feel like that. But yeah. but uh, <clears throat> I sit there and I think all the time, you know, yeah, like I miss my dad and I hate the way the situation happened and all that. But his death, if, if, if my dad had not passed away when I was 16 years old, who's to say I'd be sitting here on this podcast? Yeah, no, you're Who's right. to be saying that, you know, I'd have the opportunity to have followers on social media? Who's to say I'd be hunting with Robert? Who's to say, you know, so his, and all, even all the bad that I did after he passed away, three years of bad, not good at all. Like, as far from good as you can think, three years of it. But then within nine months of, you know, making a transformation, his death ultimately opened up the door to save thousands of lives. Yeah, because that platform that I did build on all these people that were the same way as me, they're yeah. just trying to find somebody to kind of relate to. Yeah, I plugged in with them. They plugged in with me, and then I decided to change my life around. And they were watching what I was doing, and they were like, "Dang, dang, yeah. this guy. We need, we need to dang. You know, we need to watch what he's." And so, in the in the end, you know, it's hard to think about on that that big of a scale, but one life for thousands to be safe and yeah. i know where he went everybody yeah. knows where he went you yeah. know so it's easier to think about when you think about it like that but yeah i get it man i i truly understand and i've known you for every bit of two hours and i'm i'm proud to know you seriously i, I mean thanks, i uh i went through what you're going through but i did it at 27 years old 20 or 28 years old not 16 years old i did it 10 years later in life and my the difference in maturity from 16 to 28 i'm a whole different person and the difference in in maturity from 16 to 17 and from 17 to 18 it's insane yeah Yeah. i don't know how much it is after 21 because like i said i just turned 21 but my maturity 25 30. after 21 everything sucks (laughs) 
thing. Like, it, it, it truly does. Yeah, I mean, it's no, just like more bills, more. Not everything sucks. Does go but, down when you turn twenty-five. It's kind of nice. You know? It not everything sucks, but like you reach that peak and you're like, okay, I can buy alcohol. Now what? Uh, and you've been twenty-one since you were fifteen. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing's changed. Yeah, and, but, then, and then you're thirty, and it's hell from there <laughs> yeah. it's just it hurts 30 hurts man I, I will ask that you i mean and you just continue to use your platform to inspire people point them in the right direction at the end of the day if you help one person you succeeded in life that's man. literally that's what I told li- him. his whole mindset changed he said if one person if one person saw that and that was enough for them to say I'm not going to live this way anymore. Then yeah. my then my job is done. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was like, my hashtag. I have a hashtag. I just you put hashtag my name. It's Daltry on TikTok, and uh, now it's got like thirty something million views. But before I got banned and I had my other account, you know, it it had a little over a hundred million views because of all the videos. Every video I post, I use hashtag it's Daltry, and uh. It had, you know, a little over 100 million views. And I was just like, 100 million, over 100 million people have seen my face. Whether, you know, it was just, they, they seen it long enough that it, it sat there for them to look and be able to know what I looked like and then swipe away at least. Yeah. And 100 million of those people did not get anything positive out of anything I posted. Yeah, yeah. So that one person, you know, going back, and I changed my hashtag at the first of the year to Ethan Daltrey. And I've, I've, I've gone back and I use hashtag it's Daltrey now again. But when I, at the first of the year, I used Ethan Daltrey just so I could see how many people viewed. Because every video that had hashtag Ethan Daltrey under it was a positive. It was, it was something, you know, good. It was, even if it wasn't Christian based, it was something to lift you up, not yeah. tear you down. Yeah. Or yeah. to not get you your mind in trouble wondering. or whatever. Yeah. 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 And uh, it at the before I quit using, it, I think it had around two million. So even in that, it was like you know, two million people. Even if they weren't looking in the right direction, they seen it. They probably swapped back up and looked at it. And was like, no, nah, I'm not watching it. But they they thought about it. They yeah. thought about it. They were like, you know what? <clears throat> There's something behind this. Well, John, sounds like you need to be hashtagging Daughtry or Ethan Daughtry in our. TikTok videos. There we go. We're struggling for views. Right. We're gonna. We're just gonna hop on the coattails. Yeah. <clears throat> but Chad said something. He's you know he's talking about you know the whole following thing and uh, you know like if you listen closely you can hear him talking. You literally can hear him. <laughs> Guys, I, I wish I had enough microphone right now because <laughs> I would walk over there and, <laughs> and, and I, I think right now in this segment of whatever clip is going on, we're gonna put a picture in of Chad and Chad's laying on the table snoring. With oh, his mic, can actually like go video it. Okay, right go now. video it, and then we're gonna put this in a clip on the TikTok. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> so while you're here, I want podcasting you to go, is hard. Go check out Big Texas Outdoors podcast. Go check out Combat Waterfowl, and then go check out Ethan Daughtry. What's your handle? Like it's Daughtry. It's Daughtry. It's Daughtry. It's Daughtry. So for chat. Jeez, Robert is taking us a nice video right now. There's there's a whole couch in the other room, and my man is laid up on a round table, a round wooden two by four built table. But guys, 
let's let's close this up, okay? First oh, and foremost, I am so proud to have met you guys both today. Yes, and absolutely. Both I, of you bring such a different, unique aspect of the whole industry to the table. And um, I, I mean, we, you know, Robert, you and I kind of talked about a few different things, but I'm, I'm Ethan. I'm proud to know you, man. I you've, sure uh, appreciate it, man. You, you have, you've come full circle in your journey, man. And you are, you're doing your best to inspire people. And I don't know, I don't know if you caught kind of what I've mentioned about my life story, but I've been through obviously similar, similar events. And, and someone told me well along the way to, to my, like right when my grief started, um, two things that stuck with me is that grief is not linear. It, it comes and goes just because it, it might be one day or one year or 10 years after the situation happens, you're still going to have highs and lows. You're still going to have days where you're like, this sucks. Yep. You know, but that sure. the, that's the best way to explain it to people always ask me. And I'm like, the only thing I can tell them is they're ever, cause you know, everybody's like, Oh, it gets easier. No, it doesn't. It don't ever get easy. That's what I tell no. them. It the, people, the, <laughs> people call me. They're like, yeah. I've had a few people call me and they're like, Hey man, you know, somebody I know, blah, 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 has got cancer. I know you, you went through it. You know, can you give me any advice? I'm like, man, I'm the wrong person to talk to. Every situation's different. <laughs> Every journey is different. And all you can do is show up for the people around you and just be there. Yep. But somebody told me something, too, that I feel like is very relevant to your situation and what you're going through right now. And, and that was – this was probably a little premature for after my situation, but when my son passed away, somebody told me that you're going to be a light for somebody in a dark time. And at the time, I, like, brushed it off and – I've had, there's probably been four people over the last couple of years that I don't know from Adam. These aren't people that I've ever sat and had dinner with or drank a beer with, but people have put me in contact with that have been through similar circumstances. And I have, in a sense, and my wife has, has been their light, if that makes any sense. And they're like, even if, even if I don't say anything, I don't have any crazy advice, but they can look to you and say, that person went through it. I know I can go through it too. Yep. 100%. And, yeah. and for that, I'm very, very proud of you because you've got a massive platform showing people that you can overcome these obstacles and inspire people along the way. Well, let's cut it off. Yeah, Chad's, let's cut it off. We got to go get Thank Chad. Y'all rescue for him. Cutting, coming out. I am, uh, I know y'all didn't come out just to record a podcast, but. I'm glad that we got well, to I'm thankful for the opportunity just to talk and, and, and meet you guys. And yeah, I we, appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all taking the time to. Sit down with us. Man, it was a pleasure. It was all ours. Trust yeah, me. I had an awesome time. For sure. Well, guys, good luck tomorrow morning. For I know sure. you'll have a couple more days of Southeast Texas mosquito infested teal hunting. So. Man, these mosquitoes here ain't no joke, dude. No. I had oh, one. No. No joke. Pulled man. my sock up, bit me on the ankle, and then pulled my sock back down. Oh, yeah. I believe it. No joke. I, I believe it. Well, good night, y'all. y'all for coming Appreciate out. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all be safe.